There are a few things that I'm bullish on these days. I learned that lesson the hard way during the crypto run of 2021. But if you've listened to B2B Better for any length of time, you will know that I am extremely bullish on personal branding, especially at the executive level. Why? Well, get ready for a cliche, but people buy from other people. It's a fact that having an active presence on social media helps with customer acquisition and can even help convince new employees to jump on board. But how do you do it? Where do you start? Definitely not by posting crying selfies, I can tell you that. Instead, check out the latest guide from Hubbub, a content and creative inspiration hub by Transmission, the world's largest independent B2B marketing agency and LinkedIn marketing partner, which outlines three clear-cut steps you can take to get your thought leadership content strategy up and running. Check it out by visiting bit.ly forward slash B2B hyphen better. That's bit.ly forward slash B2B hyphen better. I'll also drop the link in the description of this episode. Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Better, the podcast that helps companies rethink the status quo on how they win new business. My name is Jason Bradwell, and I help B2B companies refocus their marketing towards generating revenue. Every week on this show, I sit down with experts to understand how marketing and sales is broken in their industry and what they're doing to fix it. Here we go. Today on B2B Better, I'm talking to Amelia Sordell, founder of Clout, the personal branding agency. Amelia helps give companies a competitive advantage, personality, which, let's be honest, is missing from 99% of B2B companies. She's racked up hundreds of thousands of followers herself across TikTok, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, and works with a bunch of fast-growing product and service companies, including JPM, Base Mindset, and HR staff. I wanted to get her on the podcast to talk about the power of personal branding in B2B, specifically for solution providers who traditionally invest next to no resource in equipping their front-of-line staff, sales reps, marketers, executives, with the tools that they need to build personal brands, and ultimately they suffer from an opportunity cost around scaling their prospecting efforts. Before we get started, I wanted to get clear on definitions with Amelia. What are we talking about when we say personal branding, and how is it different from just publishing content on social media? strategy to be honest um i didn't have a strategy. I, I did have a strategy before the strategy was i need to make money how can i make money in the quickest way humanly possible well i'm going to reach out to that cro and follow his stuff and i'm going to comment on his quote stuff and all that kind of stuff now personal branding for me um now i have all the knowledge of gained through you know getting to however many thousands of followers now 120,000 followers on linkedin you know 80,000 on on tiktok and probably 5,000 on on Instagram and and more elsewhere is that personal branding isn't about like the one-on-one necessarily relationships that you're building or the one-on-one conversations that you're having, which back then it still was that to a degree. It's about how you do those relationships and how you build those relationships and how you have those conversations at scale and build a community around you. Um, And so I think the difference to your point and to your question was it's a strategy, right? Like my strategy now is clear as day. I need to be known as the personal branding expert globally in order to achieve my business goals. Like everything ties back to my business goals. I want to make, you know, 2 million or 3 million quid in revenue next year. Reverse engineering that, what are we doing? Well, I need to be known as the expert. Okay, how can we do that? Put out content about personal branding, right? How can we reach people that I otherwise wouldn't be able to reach? go on the channels that they're on and talk about personal branding. So it's kind of like about just a really reverse engineering and bring it all back to basic marketing tactics, but using yourself instead of a company brand. Because let's all be honest, like people listening to this will know firsthand people buy from people, right? 
personal branding allows you to, for those people to buy from you at scale, which is how I've managed to build a business that's built on a 100% inbound model. As Amelia says, this is really about applying marketing fundamentals to your own personal branding strategy. What are the business goals that you want to achieve? How do we want to be perceived in the industry? Where do our customers spend their time and how can we meet them there? Answer these questions and reverse engineer a strategy that can deliver the answers. She also mentioned the word scale, which I think is really important. I've worked with massive B2B solution providers bringing in tens of millions of revenue solely on the back of cold outbound and referrals. But this ultimately has a ceiling when it comes to scaling your prospecting efforts. Investing in personal branding is a demand creation play. That's to say that it's the machine that keeps your top of, keeps you top of mind with the 95% of prospective customers who just aren't in market for your solutions today, but maybe next year. It's an important part of reducing your reliance on outbound, which can only scale so far, as you build up an inbound lead gen engine. Okay, so we know what personal branding is, but why should companies care about it? Here's Amelia again. It's like great employer branding, right? Like everyone that I've headhunted has gone, oh my God, is this the real Amelia? Because they've been following me before, right? So they, they're like, oh my God, I can't believe you're DMing me. So instantly they're bought in. I don't have to convince them to work for us. They desperately want to work for us. And I just have to work out whether or not they're the right person for us. It's great for employee branding. Your executives, and I'm talking C-suite here, will be some of the most visible and influential members of your organization, whether they like it or not. They're the ones facing the scrutiny of the board. They're sitting down with shareholders, calming customer catastrophes. And when there's a need to put a face on something, it's usually their door that's being knocked. As such, they are valuable resources for a marketing team. When deployed correctly, they can greatly accelerate the acquisition of new business or the positioning of the brand as a thought leader. Executives that are active on social media can even help catch the eye of investors. Here are some stats to drive that point home. 65% of prospective employees say it's important for CEOs to actively communicate about their companies online. 81% believe that CEOs who engage on social media are better equipped to lead their companies in this new digital world. And 60% check executive social media accounts before accepting a job offer. But what about sales? We're going to hear from Amelia again right after this short message. I remember once walking through a trade show hall, looking at all the vendor booths and thinking, boy, people sure do like grey. For me, that little anecdote sums up the majority of B2B marketing out there. For the most part, it lacks a little creativity, but it doesn't have to be that way. Hubbub is a content and creative inspiration hub by Transmission, the world's largest independent B2B marketing agency and LinkedIn marketing partner. It is a bona fide treasure trove of expert thought leadership and best practices on how to best utilize the platform to grow your brand and your business. They've got all sorts of juicy playbooks that you can put into practice immediately, from the brand to demand playbook to what it takes to find the perfect blend between paid and organic. I highly recommend checking it out. Just head over to bit.ly forward slash B2B hyphen better and upskill yourself today. That's bit.ly forward slash B2B hyphen better. I'll drop the link in the description of this episode. Okay, back to Amelia. It's fucking great for sales. Like, you know, we did year one as a startup, we did nearly far 400,000 pounds. So like, like, you know, quite a lot of money dollar wise, like what, $600,000 in, in revenue in USD in the first year, unheard of in agency life, as, as far as I can tell. Um, but moreover, like that all sounds nice and fluffy. And hey, I'm a personal branding expert, so I would say those things. But the data doesn't lie, right? Messages shared by employees versus company social media gets reshared 24 times more, 24 times more. Um, leads that come in by an individual's 
social media versus the company social media converts seven times more frequently. Your employees, including the founder or the CEO, CEO in a business have 10x the reach of a company brand online. So you're missing out on so much opportunity. You're literally leaving money on the table, literally leaving money on the table if you're not leveraging the people in your business's personal brand. Like think about the context of marketing. Imagine what you could do with 24 times X more reach that you currently have. There are a few better ways to raise awareness and build marketing momentum than leveraging the collective social network of your organization. As Amelia says, employees will, on average, be connected to 10 times the number of people that the brand handle is connected to. Meanwhile, 76% of individuals say they're more likely to trust content shared by other people over content shared by brands. The fact is that people buy from people, not a logo. And hopefully by now you're starting to see the value in building out a personal brand. So where do you start? Amelia breaks it down into three steps. Identify your goals, figure out what it is you want to be known for, and then be consistent in your approach. Here she is. I think first and foremost, you've got to work out what your goals are, right? So if your goal is to exit at some point, that's going to be a different strategy that you're going to have to follow in order to, uh, you know, then say, you know, you just want to uh, start hiring people and it's an employer branding strategy. It might be both. It could be one or the other, but you have to work out what your personal goals are and potentially also what your business goals are if you're doing this from a business perspective. Because some people aren't. Some people just want to be a thought leader because they know that's going to open up opportunities indirectly to their business, but equally it's going to give them opportunities outside of their business. So you need to be clear and honest about what those things are. I think the second thing is you need to also think about what you want to be known for. Like in order to achieve the goal that we've just discussed, what do we need to be known for? So for example, I want clout to become one day, could take a lifetime to build, hopefully not, but you know, I've got a Porsche I want to buy at some point and so I'd like to not wait a lifetime to get that. Um, I want clout to be known as the IMG of personal branding. Like we are going to be the biggest personal branding agency. And by biggest, I mean most profitable, not headcount. I couldn't give a shit about headcount. It's a little bit of profit as far as I'm concerned. Um, the biggest personal branding agency globally. I want people to think of us synonymously with the concept of personal branding. Like, you know, when you think of soda, you think of Coke. When you think of a a phone, you think of Apple. I want people to think of clout when they think of personal branding. So I exclusively talk about scaling clout. So people remember clout's name and what we do. I exclusively talk about personal branding because I want people to think of me as the personal branding person. And it's interesting because I know it's working, A, because I'm getting followers and that's lovely and, you know, what a congratulations to me. But people actually say and tag me in completely random posts and threads and mention me on podcasts and go, oh, you need to follow the personal branding queen. Like I haven't called myself that, but other people have called me that because I've been talking about this stuff for so long. Um, So I think you need to work out what your goals are, what you want to be known for, and then be unapologetically consistent about talking about those things i don't want to hear from people and we have it with clients all the time and i have to say it to them back and back and back don't worry about saying the same thing twice there's a reason why actors win oscars and it's because they are in films over and over and over and over again their character might change but they're still doing the same thing like my, my personal brand has evolved so much since I started clout, but I'm still saying the same shit. I'm just saying it in a different way, like a million different ways. So you have to be unafraid to talk about the same things over and over and over and over and over and over, which is why it's so important that you are the driving force behind it, right? Because otherwise it just becomes stagnant and boring and 
you know, we've all got multiple ideas about the same topics because we're all giant balls of contradiction. So it's really important that you are involved in it and just keep doing it. And eventually, normally about three to six months in, something happens whereby you might get an outreach from someone going, hey, can, can you be on my podcast? And you'll go, oh, that's very flattering. Thank you. And the next week, something else will happen. And there's something else and something else. And then all of a sudden you start getting this influx almost immediately. It's almost always around the six month mark if you do it well and consistently. Immediately you get this influx of people wanting to do something with you because it takes, as we know, about six months for people to make a buying decision. They've been following, they've been lurking, they've been looking, checking you're the right person for them. And then they reach out and say, hey, yeah, let's have a phone conversation. And the best thing about all of this is even if you did did the outreach piece, CEO, say you want to, you know, hire some people or headhunt someone or you're trying to generate a bit, bit more business, they already know who you are. So do you know how easy that is to convert that conversation? They know everything about you. You don't even have to educate them as to why your solution is their, you know, the great thing for them to have. It's just about closing that deal, which becomes a hell of a lot easier if they know everything about you. So that would be my advice. Here's a super tactical, super simple five-step framework that I've used with other B2B solution providers on how to build an MVP social selling campaign and build the business case of personal branding. The first step is you've got to pick your subject matter. You need something that your buyers care about and that you as a vendor have a position on. Think about the emergence of a new industry trend and its impact on the sector at large. That's always a good place to start. The second step is about picking your experts. These are the people that you're going to start investing and helping build out their personal brands of. They must feel comfortable forming an opinion around that topic, defending that opinion, and talking to camera. You get bonus points if they already have a network that touches your target buyer, even tangentially. Third step, it's about running an interview. Just record a short 15-minute Zoom call where the chosen colleagues answer questions about your subject matter. Aim for around three to five, and don't worry about doing a bunch of retakes. We're really just trying to prove the business case here. You can cut the footage into clips in production. The fourth step is about preparing the assets. So each of the questions that you've asked will form its own video clip that will then be shared across the individual's profiles. You can outsource the production really easily to a platform like Upwork for speed, and I always like to include a logo lockup and subtitles as a minimum. You can then help the executive prepare social copy for each post that includes tagging the brand account. The final step is about distributing those assets. So share the content with your experts to publish across their own social networks and then encourage them to each reshare the other posts. Give it two to three days and then you can amplify the employee posts across the brand account. Using this really simple experiment, I've generated upwards to 200% more engagement on posts compared to the same content that's just being shared across corporate channels. I've helped expand the collective reach of a brand's network and help them net their first 1,000 followers on LinkedIn. And it helps create an interest with colleagues in creating content and building out their personal brands that ultimately can help lift some of the burden off of marketing shoulders. I asked Amelia if this approach changes based on who you are within a business. Should a sales lead follow the same framework to a CEO, for example? Does a junior employee need to approach it differently to a colleague that's already a veteran in the business? Here she is. The tactics are almost identical. The strategy is so different. And and it's not just about seniority within a business. It's all about the person. Like we, for example, we're working with a, uh, I know she won't mind me saying her name because she's publicly spoken about us in helping with her personal brand, but a lady called Kelly Tucker, who is fucking awesome. You should go and follow her. She's wicked. 
Um, and her whole concept is like she's reinventing HR's lame reputation, right? Like HR has a shit reputation. She's on a mission to change that. And she runs a very, very small, like fantastic business that actually does RHR, but they're an outsourced, outsourced HR function. That's a pretty boring like concept, right? Like HR, like how many people think that's sexy? The, what the tactic that we've taken with her is almost identical to the same tactics that we've taken with a tech CEO that we're working with that's running a massive business. But the strategy has been completely different because they're different people. And yet Kelly, who's the smaller kind of person, has had better results. And that's just purely because of her personality and it's purely because of the goals she has and the purely because of the opinions that she has. So yes, the, the strategy would be different, but that's because they're different people, not because one's a CEO and one's, you know, a VP. I think goals are always important. Like this is the one thing that I think a lot of people miss with personal branding is like, what's the goal? We all want followers because it makes us feel good and we get the validation from external sources. But is there a goal? Like what, what are we trying to achieve with this? Um, because if it's not tied back to something, then you're just collecting followers. And actually, I think if you ask serious business people whether they want followers or they want revenue, I'm pretty sure they're always going to say revenue. Um, I certainly feel that way. I couldn't give a flying fuck how many followers I have. I care about how much revenue I'm making and the impact I'm having on those people. Selling solutions is selling consultation wrapped up in a product and or service offering. You understand deeply your customers' problems and you've got the expertise to devise them a bespoke resolution, all while identifying the challenges and opportunities they face, but they don't currently see. Winning customers doesn't start with pitching a product. It starts with pitching your knowledge on business outcomes. You win new customers with an ability to communicate that you understand their specific circumstances and their objectives and positioning your offering to meet them. There is no better way of doing this at scale than equipping your client-facing teams with the tools they need to effectively brand themselves in the market as thought leaders personally. This isn't easy. It requires buy-in from the leadership team. It requires resource allocation around the creation of assets. It needs alignment from stakeholders on company messaging and most importantly, an acceptance that as an organization, you have no right to dictate what an individual posts on their personal social media. But as Amelia has proven, the companies that do take the leap stand to win long term. And that's it for this episode of B2B Better. If you found it useful, please give me a rating and a review on your podcast platform of choice. It means a lot to a growing show like mine. Also, why not sign up to my newsletter, The B2B Byte? where I share actionable frameworks and strategies on how to market your B2B business. And if you need support building, running, or refining your B2B marketing approach, hit me up on LinkedIn or Twitter to set up a free 30-minute diagnosis call to review your strategy and get some personalized advice. All links in the description of this episode. See you next time.